Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 248 now of the Ron and Don Show, live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don? I Mason? have some exciting news because I've been trying to get vaccinated and nobody will call me back. Uh, finally, uh, one of my friends, Charles Cross, who's written the book Heavier Than Heaven. Uh, he said, you know what you should do is get in touch with the UW Medical Center, which I did, and I just got this text message. It said, hey, this is the UW Medicine uh, Medical Center. Thank you for signing up for our COVID-19 vaccine wait list. You're currently in line. We'll receive a call. Schedule your vaccine within one to two weeks from the date you join the wait list. Appointment availability may vary, but we will offer you the soonest, availability, uh, the soonest available appointment if you're no longer interested or if you're already received the vaccine. Please just write remove. I've been getting on. That's every, great. I've been getting on every single day, uh, and I know I. I think there's so many people now. Now that the doors have been open, the president has opened the doors. Washington State has opened the doors. I think there's so many people, and there's so much pressure because so many people all at once now are trying to get the vaccine. Well, the, the hard thing on this is you have to stay at the facility for 15 minutes after the vaccine to see if you have a reaction to it, and that's just standard protocol for vaccines. And so you would think it's like, oh, just like get a conga line going and get these people through there and put it in their arms. It's oh. like, no, you had like when my, my dad did it at the VA, they had this big room that could handle 30 five people at a time in 15 minute increments. So you were out in this room, everybody's socially distanced, 35 people going at once, everybody gets their shot. And then you sit there for 15 minutes. And then if nobody has a reaction, they're out and the next group comes in. And so depending on how you do it, you, you know, they're going to have to, uh, UW, you know, you have to stay in the facility. You can't leave mm. for those 15 minutes. And so you can only accommodate the pace of so many uh, per hour. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you could just get it and leave, you could, you know, they could probably plow through, you know, five times as many people as they yeah, could. Yeah, and then you're going to carry this card around and they, and they say, hang on to your card. Be careful about laminating your card because uh, maybe you have to make a copy of your card. And then I was reading... Make sure they, they, that you take a picture of your card. Do you, do you think having this card will be a big deal for the next yes. six to 12 months? Yes, it, and it should be. We've talked about this before, but is like... That, is that the actual passport? Yeah. Is the card a, the passport? You get a card that will be from the health department that will have a, a sticker on it. I've seen them. It'll have a sticker and who administered what, which vaccine you got, the dates that you got them. And if you're Johnson and Johnson, you only need the one shot. If you're Moderna or Pfizer, you need two shots. It will have who administered the drug and a signature of the person that did it. And then now you can prove that you are fully vaccinated. And this to me, the, the fact that there's any pushback on this at all is, is so, I, I can't wrap my head around what the pushback could possibly be to have, uh, let's just take the Mariner game, for instance. Um, uh, it's opening baseball. Um, if you're going to go to a game, wh- why would you not want to have people produce this card? Like, what, well, people, what would the people argument are, be against People that? are flying right now, and they say airport travels up 278% from last year, which which is easy to believe because when you of consider course. where travel was last year. 
But you don't have to show a passport there. Do you, do you think those days are coming? I, I hope they are. I mean, in some in some destinations, though, you have to prove you have to have a negative COVID test. So if you're going to Hawaii, for instance, when you uh, arrive there, you go through a customs like uh, situation where you have to provide a test. Yeah, it's interesting. We had a client that just moved here from the UK with his wife, uh, uh, both our clients, and they and and they purchased a house. And I was helping him demo the other day, which was really great. I have another UK client that was coming to stay at one of my Airbnbs named Thomas. Thomas contacted me today and said, I can't leave the UK right now because of the variant that's here. They're, they're clamping back down. Do you think we're going to see that in the US? Because what's really interesting is the US was like in 17th place when it came to vaccinations. And then all of a sudden, it seems like the US is really off and running right now with 60 million Americans, uh, 360 million Americans that are are fully vaccinated at this point. I mean, uh, the editor of our show lives in the UK, and he said they just reclamped down after a year yeah. be- because of these variant, the Kent variant, we call it the UK variant. Um, I- I'm pro public health policies that incentivize people to do the scientific thing. And I, and I still, people have such a hard time interpreting statistics. Like there was a big article in the Seattle times a week or so ago. that was like, Oh, there've been a hundred cases in Seattle documented where, you know, a person that was fully vaccinated still got COVID. It's like, yeah, those are, that's called statistics. So they say it's 95% uh, effective, meaning that 5% of the time it's not effective. So like what part of that doesn't make sense to people? I don't get. It's like it's not a force field. You're not a superhero with a giant bubble that has come around you. There's a 5% chance even when you get both of the shots that it will not you know fully inoculate you to the virus. So like these sort of things are still in the range of possibility. People just don't want it to be them. They don't want to be the exception. They don't want to be the 5%, and they're outraged when it happens. But yeah, incentivizing people to get vaccinated, incentivizing people to do the right thing uh, for the sake of everybody should be a public health policy. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I see some of my friends, and because more people our age now are getting vaccinated, it's a pretty emotional thing. I yeah. mean, it's a real... You, you, you see people really reacting. My mom's it. demeanor completely changed my mom too it was like my a, a thousand too. pound weight lifted off her shoulders is that right yeah and like she can now go down like she had a domino club uh down at the pool like the retirement in florida but like to just be able to go down and see your friends and play dominoes and not have to be completely worried or like sanitizing them every time you play like that's a big deal to to, to them to be able to go like to go to a restaurant to go down to the beach uh, like the things that you do uh, in your day-to-day life uh, and not be confined to your home yeah. is a big deal. They say the hardest group to vaccinate right now is, and, and this is interesting to me, is older Republican men. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Why? I mean, does that surprise you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It is springtime in the great Pacific Northwest. And you know what that means? A lot of us are going to be traveling and not just by airplane and train. We are going to jump in our cars. We're going to head to Eastern Washington or we're going to head down to Portland or maybe down to California. Before you do that, you want to make sure you stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center. And what they're going to do for you, and they do this absolutely for free. They did it for me the other day. They'll take your car. They're going to put it up in the rack. They're going to inspect the brakes. They want to make sure. 
that your brakes, when you hit them, that you're ready to stop. That's right, because there'll be a lot of people out on the roads, especially as we head towards spring break. And during spring break, boom, you want to be able to brake. That is so important. Here's the other thing that I love while you're at Les Schwab. Let's say that you need some new tires. Not a big deal because right now, bundle a special selection of Les Schwab tires and you can save $200, you guys. That is really amazing. In fact, the spring tire sale, it's the biggest tire sale of the year. So how do you find out more? How found that location in your neighborhood? Just go to leschwab.com. That's leschwab.com. Because at Les Schwab, doing the right thing, you know it matters. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right, and what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know when we should go on the market what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market they were precise and clear they managed our expectations well if don saw you know a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of they just they just did a superb job and they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour i think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at said we love looking at houses they didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us they do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client <laughs> That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that they did. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was wonderful and the selling process felt like we were their most important project. I I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 248. Don't forget, again, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. People feel like real estate is crazy right now, and they're just going to step out, not be part of the market. It's important to understand the market, understand what is going on. Uh, no one understands it better than Ron. Ron does a great job of explaining the market. Uh, you did this a couple a couple weeks ago. Where can people go to find your explanation about what's happening uh, in the market? Because I thought you wrote a great article. Uh, yeah, you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. I believe um, we have it all up. There's a, a tab on the top that says blog. Yeah. You can find that. Or it's in, sign up for our newsletter because we'll, we'll go ahead and, and get that stuff out uh, every week on yeah. our newsletter. Hey, uh, every week for the podcast, we do three different podcasts. We do nine stories. I pick eight stories, and then and then Ron picks the ninth story. Coming up, we're going to have a special Ron kind of ninth story that I'm going to ask him about. Uh, before we get to that, though, let's get to this one right here. Uh, we were reading an article about how Optimus 
and 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 happy people uh, typically have better lives and live longer and have longevity and better health. Uh, but I've also been listening to a little Brene Brown lately. And Brene Brown, if you don't know her, uh, you should listen to her. I think she's done a really great job at taking some really complex things when it comes to therapy, when it comes to sociology, when it comes to psychology. And she does a very good job of explaining uh, data in a way that I don't know if there's any other person out there that does it in the way that Brene Brown The thing I like about her, she's a research psychologist. So when she talks about something... Uh, and the findings, she did the experiment. Yeah. And so it wasn't like me and you that just read a paper online. Like she actually put together the experiment. Yeah. So I saw this article about optimism and being happy and living longer. At the same time, if, if you're listening to her and, and she's written a book about daring greatly, uh, she's the one that talks about Teddy Roosevelt, in 1910 entering the arena, uh, and, and what happens when we enter the arena and she's talking about his 1910 speech. So, so check her out. She's written a lot of great books, and now she has a great, great podcast that I think is really good. She she says we have to be really careful about kind of this fake happiness movement uh, that we see happening in a lot of enlightenment circles right now. And, and when it comes to feelings, it's important to feel joy. It's important to feel happiness. It's it's important to feel optimism. But at the same time, and my son and I were actually talking about this the other day, he was invited to one of his best friend's uh, birthday parties. And he got all dressed up. And for the first time, he asked me to slick back his hair. He started looking in the mirror now. He's about to turn 11. Like, and he has really cool hair. He's great. I wish I had his hair. So he wanted me to come in and slick his hair up, which I did. He has his jean jacket that we bought probably five months ago, and he's been waiting to, to wear this jean jacket. He lives here with me. We've been socially distancing, and, and we live in the house. We've worked out in the house. We've been, very, we've been very careful about COVID. I did not realize that jean jackets were hereditary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The jean, the, you were a jean jacket The jean guy. jacket's back. He has these really tight peg leg pants that he wanted to put Skinny on. Jeans. He has these great, great red tennis shoes. That I he love the wear. red kicks. We went out, we did some shopping and we found these very specific gifts. And then his friend lives far away and we have to get on a ferry to go see his friends. So he got all dressed up. He is so excited. He feels like he's never really had a best friend before. Now he has his best friend. He's going to go and have this birthday party with him. And it's just the two of them for this birthday party. And, and, and so we're we're in the car and we're heading there and then boom we get a phone call and the phone call is from one of the parents and the parent says hey our son has a fever and and we're canceling the birthday party oh. and basically uh gunner can't come oh my god I have never seen, and I'm not kidding, I have never seen him in such emotional pain. As a parent, you want to step in and and rescue that thing. It it was a tremendous amount of pain that he was feeling. and, 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 And he began to cry. He got very, very upset. He, there, we had just sent a picture of him with his bag of presents and all dressed up and the hair and the jean jacket and the red shoes. And, and I'm just sitting there going just through all the therapy that I've been through. I'm like, you know what? I need to just let him feel this. 
which is really hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm a fixer. And I'm like, as his father right now, I cannot step in and fix this for him. I have to let him feel this pain. But as he's feeling this pain, I'm in it with him. We're going to explore this together. We're, 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 we're going to explore this pain. So we went and we got some ice cream and we talked about it. And, we, and he shared with me why he was feeling this pain. And it goes back to last year, his birthday, alone. We had had a party plan. COVID hit. None of his friends could come over. And so his birthday, he was just stuck with me and Charlie. And so when I had asked him about going to his friend's house and I said, hey, it's only a birthday party for two. How do you feel about that? And he just said, daddy, I'll take whatever I can get. Right. Right. So. So now. That birthday party has been replanned. So he has something to look forward to. He still has his presence. This friend now is going to come with us to the Great Wolf Lodge, party of two, and myself, so party of three. We're going to go to Great Wolf Lodge. God help me. Uh, Have you tried the little the, the wave board thing? If COVID is not in that pool, COVID doesn't exist because you know COVID is just swimming around looking for me it's at the on Great the Wolf wave Lodge, pool. and I haven't been vaccinated yet, so I'm very concerned about getting in the water. The Great Wolf Lodge. I'm working on getting vaccinated. But but with that, now that now that we're like. 10 days away from that, we've been talking about the difference between joy that he's feeling about going to the Great Wolf Lodge and the great pain that he felt when his birthday party was canceled. Well, even with optimism, like there's a difference. You can be an optimistic person and still feel that psychic pain that your son felt. Like those two, I think what you referenced the Brene Brown thing. Uh, the 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 movement that seems to be taking hold of America is the denial of anything negative, and this belief that if if I only think these positive is it called the secret or something like that? Yeah. If I put all this positive energy out into the world, it's going to attract what I'm putting out, and that's not true. Like that is that is demonstrably not true. And you have, and, and I'm not saying that you focus on the negative or you put negative energy out there deliberately, but you have to experience when it happens to you, you experience it. You, you don't deny that it exists or say, well, you know, I'm somehow doing it wrong because I was putting out positive birthday party energy and then the bar- birthday party got canceled. So therefore I'm defective in some way, like, like the model doesn't work. So hopefully that's what Brene Brown is pushing up against. So like this whole concept of the secret and of, you know, uh, magic attraction. And I don't know exactly all the buzzwords, but there's this whole thing of like, I'm going to only attract the things that it's like, that's not how the universe works. Um, you know, you have to frame up each event that happens to you in your life. You get to choose how to frame it up, but you don't get to choose preemptively of like, like you said, uh, I don't know if it was this episode or the last one. It's like, oh, I want to be in a relationship. So therefore I'm going to put this secret out there that I'm going to marry a supermodel. No, you're not. Doesn't matter matter how much you, you put that out in the universe. You and I are not marrying supermodels. It's just, that's not how it works. Uh, and so if you set yourself up into a, a belief structure that that, unless that happens, you're a failure, then you're crazy. And so, uh, I, I agree with you that, that that's interesting that, um, you know, I think your son is a natural optimist. Like he I is. think he does totally. look towards the bright side of things he and he takes responsibility for his decisions and all that. And so good for him to be able to simmer in that for a minute and recognize that that was important and not have an adult in his life 
you know, shush that away. Yeah. You know, because that's what my mom and dad probably would have done or my brother and sisters like, ah, don't worry about it. It's like, no, I'm worried about it. I'm 10. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. And that, and that, and that was my instinct too. Like I have to, like, like I know I'm wrong and it's painful to see him in pain, but it's like, I, I, I can't rescue him. I, I have to let him feel this. And, and then we talked about the fact, I said, the reason why you understand joy at the age of 10 is because now you felt pain. You have felt pain, so then you can understand joy, the antithesis of that. But if all you ever feel is joy, then do you really feel joy? I don't think so, because you don't know you don't know the antithesis in the other side. And then it's really hard. Does your son know what antithesis it's really, means? It's really hard to be sympathetic or to have empathy for anyone if you have never felt pain, if you've never felt hurt. Uh, anger, and, and sometimes expressing anger in a healthy way, is really hard for me. It's 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 like what do I what do I do when when I feel angry because I have always learned to stuff it, stuff it and then and then it comes out in a way that I don't want it to come out. And you've right. seen and you've seen that happen with me. Of course. And hopefully you've seen me grow in that area and 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 but it still happens sometimes. A couple podcasts ago, boom, my anger came out and I and 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 hopefully you know, I'm quick to apologize and, and, and change. My, my favorite metaphor on this is if you've ever seen a butterfly that's emerging from the cocoon, if you go over and assist that butterfly and you're like, wow, that thing's really struggling to break out of that cocoon and you just crack it open for them, go, I'm going to help them get out. Like they're really, it's having a difficult time getting out of the cocoon. If you or I goes over and breaks it open, that, that butterfly will never fly. Oh, I didn't know that. It is the struggle. Oh, of getting out of good. of the cocoon that strengthens the wings that actually straightens some hmm. of their wings and that that the struggle is necessary for it to fully emerge and fly awesome. if you assist the butterfly it will not fly so sometimes you got to sit there and go man that thing is really struggling to get out of the cocoon but if i don't let it do it on its own then it's doomed to for to never be able to fly Talk more on the other side of this. Ron and Don from radio to real estate. When you're ready to grab a cup of coffee and sit down with the guys, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode uh, 248. Again, uh, we do three podcasts a week. It drops Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If it doesn't automatically drop for you, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button. Where do you find that? Uh, on the podcast player of your choice. So you, most people listen on Apple. Go to that purple uh, uh, app on your phone and just hit some, search for Run It On Radio, hit subscribe. And then every time you open it up, it will automatically show up in the Listen Now tab. Yeah. I think our next popular one is um, Spotify. Mm-hmm. And again, just hit the magnifying glass search for rundown radio hit subscribe and you can sync it to your car and listen in your yeah. car and over a million walk. listens thanks for that you guys we, we really appreciate that again i i usually pick a lot of the topics uh but ron, ron wanted to talk about this and uh it's a little awkward for me but you know i can't hog the mic uh i guess you read a story this week about how sex is better when it's shorter uh, what are your thoughts on this? I thought, man, this will really help Don out. 
<laughs> so I, you're, you're welcome. What what is this article about? Sex being everyone thinks longer is better, but maybe shorter is. What are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I didn't realize where this uh, agenda did, was going. Did you read the article? I, you know, you found that article, but I, I think I did read <laughs> what did it. You, what did you find out? Um, you know, in all seriousness, it is interesting. In in now that we're uh, this is happening all across the social sciences, including sexuality, is they're basically coming to the conclusion that everybody's different, and so the 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 theme in this when we talk about emotional intelligence, or you talk about psychology, or you talk about gender studies, you talk about uh, gender fluidity, or people that are want to be called they instead of he, like all of this stuff. It's like, or people that are pansexual, right? Pansexual, they're, they're, they're or, attract to someone's brain versus attract to the way they look. Uh, you know, all of these things. The 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 more they study it, and the more you can do fMRIs and all these things, they say it depends. Like there's a range, and what we tried to do when these sciences were being developed is you wanted because they were breaking off from the hard sciences. And so historically in, in academia, if you were a mathematician, you had a formula and the formula either worked or it didn't work. And you could prove it by doing the math. And so as these quote unquote soft sciences were being developed, they wanted theories that you could prove. This is how it works. People are either this or this. There's five personality types and you have to fit into one of these boxes. Either you're an IFNJ. Right. And so we, we, they wanted to categorize and classify human behavior into these models that worked. And they did the same thing for sexuality. And so these themes developed and tropes developed about, well, you have to have sex for this long and women are this way and men are that way. And here's how, uh, you know, you're going to reach, um, certain states as a man versus a woman. So they, they made these models and tried to fit everybody into them. And so what this article is sort of saying is like, hey, it depends. What type of personality are you? What's your time frame? Where are you at in the day? Where are you at? Are you on vacation? Are you at home? What do you enjoy? Um, and, and so it's like, if you find out and just sort of own the real estate that you enjoy, that's what fits for you. Doesn't matter what model is out there. Doesn't matter what, what your letters are or what your like. Find the style that you like and do that. What's your style? Exactly. <laughs> I'm a single guy like you, man. I don't know if I have a style. No, people are like, and I have people tell me like, I love I love women that dress sharp. I love women that wear glasses. Uh, I love women that wear great necklaces, big hoop earrings, and I love women that wear heels, which we don't see a lot in the Pacific Northwest. No, you do not. And so, if if I'm going to date someone long term, and and they don't, and this is, and I know this may sound very shallow, but this is me. If they don't wear heels once in a while, or they have cross toes, I'm not going to be interested. That's just, and I know it sounds very, but that's just, it's the way that I'm wired. Like I, I, I love a woman in heels. I love a woman that gets dressed up. I love taking a woman at, like, I love that. And the other thing about me is I love hosting people, taking care of people. I love cooking for people and I love giving people really cool, thoughtful things. So like this Peloton, for instance, that is sitting here. When I bought this Peloton, I bought a second Peloton and I gave it to one of my business partners, Joe, because Joe, I met and he used to ride in my spin class. And he's like, man, I really, I really miss riding with you. And I don't teach spin anymore. I've re I retired from that after 20 years. 
and and I don't miss it at all. Like I did it right. So I love coming in this room, jumping on this bike, looking at the Ballard Bridge, looking out this window. But but he and I can still connect on the computer if we want to, and we can still. Who's rock. who's ranking higher on the leaderboard? Uh, I usually come in second. He comes in fourth. So 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 with that said, it it it's like I love doing that for him, and and. And I know it was hard for him to receive the bike from me, but he received it because he knew that it was important that that I because he's done so much for me as a as a real estate mentor that I wanted to honor him. And uh, and I have another friend who has helped me with my day do in the back. He's he's one of my great great friends that helped us build Cleveland Field. He's an architect, same Scotty. And I wanted to give him a couple dollars the other day for helping with the day do. And I knew it was hard for him to take, but it was. It was important because I feel that, that the worker is worthy of his wage, and I want to give him a couple dollars for that. So I like doing that, and but I don't necessarily expect that in return. And I like doing that with a woman. Like I love buying her great things, and and it's just the way I'm wired. And and if I'm dating someone that doesn't that doesn't like that or doesn't have an appreciation for that or has a really hard time receiving stuff then 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 that's difficult for me how come you never buy me heels anymore <laughs> anyway is it true shorter is better uh it depends if oh. you like shorter then shorter is better if you like longer then longer is better okay you're not going to share a, a, a piece of your heart i've confirmed that don likes women in heels <laughs> Charlie is snoring. All right. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to episode 248. Charlie thought it was so great he's asleep on the floor. Can you hear him? <laughs> you keep your head up, your shoulders back. If you touch with us, we go on that real estate journey. Uh, just write Ron Ron at windermere.com. Don O'Neill at windermere.com. Everything's at Ron and Don. Sitdown.com. Don O'Neill 34 on Instagram. He's Ron Upshaw on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook. All right. Yeah. Thanks for giving us great lives. And we'll see you next time for episode 249. Oh, Charlie's awake. Holy! There he is on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>